We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some James Madison softball for the first time this season as they are off to a good start, 4-1. and one. And let's talk to Lauren Laporte, the head coach of the Dukes. And I know you're going to – you're probably focused on that last game. You went 4-1, and one, but you kind of let one slip away there at the end, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And, you know, it was a long bus ride back because, you know, <laughs> right. overall when you look at the weekend, you know, I was, I, I, as a staff we were so pleased with a lot of things, but – uh, I didn't love the way, you know, we came out Sunday and, and weren't able to, to get it done. And we had so many opportunities, um, you know, to score runs and just couldn't couldn't get that timely hit. And, and that happens at the beginning of the year. But it's something that we're going to really, you know, focus on these next few days um, before heading into this weekend at home. Yeah, you, I mean, you had a ton of opportunities in that game and just couldn't get that big two out base hit to, to score a run or take the lead or anything like that. But overall, were you were you happy with the weekend going four and one? I was, um, you know, I was, I was really pleased, um, you know, with with our pitching staff um, on Friday and Saturday. I mean, we've we had four different starters who, um, you know, all were able to win a game, and and that's exciting um, that we have so many people to go to. And you know, I was happy with our defense. Um, we played solid. I don't think we made one error on Friday and Saturday, or, or had a misplay, or even a mental mistake. So. Um, really, really happy on that side of the ball. You know, offensively, you know, on paper, it, it looked like, you know, we, we, we hit very well, which we did. And the only thing that, you know, I think we can improve on is um, the, the timely hitting when we have runners um, on base, um, and especially in scoring position. Um, I think overall we left 40-some runners on base over the weekend, and, and, and that's, that's tough. Um, you know, I was, I was pleased with us getting on base because we had so many walks. I think we had you know, close to 20, 26 or 25 walks on the wow. weekend, which is exceptional that we're having really good at bats. Um, and we just got to be able to, to get the, you know, timely hit. Or in, And it doesn't even have to be a base hit. We just have to be able to move runners um, with hard hard hit balls. There's so much I want to get to with, with what you talked about. But one thing I, I was looking at uh, and paying attention with the live stats and everything over the weekend, and you mentioned your defense. So I want to go there first of all. And you've made some adjustments mm-hmm. With your defense, and Reed Butler's now in center, and Avery Pinder goes from center to left, so you've moved those two around a little bit. Abby Campbell now to short. You move Jasmine back to third base. Talk about those changes and what what was what was your thinking, and I guess go, kind of what what went into that. Yeah, well, you know, it kind of happened in in the fall, um, and you know, I think it just has to do with an overall um, strength of of each position. Um, you know, I think in the outfield. Um, you know, Reed does have a little bit of a stronger arm um, than Avery, but Avery has great range and her ability to be able to cover that um, left field foul line and, and not have anybody coming at her, um, I think is a huge advantage. And to be completely honest, like Avery goes really back well on balls. Like she's really good at wall balls. And that's kind of where you see most of your long hit um, fly balls. Um, and and Reed's just, Reed can cover just as much ground, um, but has a little bit of a stronger arm to be able to get some assists, you know, at the plate when there's a runner on second, base it up the middle. Um, so that's really the move we made there and, and the reason behind that. And I can tell you, like, Reed um, had some exceptional catches yeah. out there for, for not, you know, playing it in a while. I mean, right. she had a diving catch, I think, against Jacksonville uh, that saved a run. And then obviously in that UNF game, she caught a ball literally right at the wall. Um, so, uh, it was it was the first out of the seventh inning. So, just just like taking their strengths, both of them, and putting them in the right field for those strengths. Um, and then you know in the infield, um, you know same kind of situation. Um, you know 
Jazz has always just been, you know, so solid um, defensively. Um, but Abby is able to, to have a little bit more range. Um, so we felt like uh, Jazz was a be- was better at third, um, and, and Abby could give us, you know, some more balls up the middle. Um, and, and Jazz probably played the best third base we, we've had in a very long time. The amount of balls that were hit to her and, and her ability to cut off, you know, the, those five, six balls, right. um, she played fantastic. So um, just very happy with them understanding why we did things um, and understanding, you know, their teammate strengths and, and why this position might be a little bit better for them and, and just going all out and trusting us and trusting themselves. Um, so, yeah, I, I was so pleased with their ability to make the change and, and trust it and then play exceptional this weekend. Yeah, I was going to say just one error the entire weekend. So that's uh, in softball, that doesn't happen that often. And, and I, I want to ask about Hallie, too, and her adjustment playing first base now. Has that gone pretty smooth? Yeah, um, we, we, we had to do some things based on, you know, um, some injuries. So we, we moved her to first. Um, and, you know, again, at first, you know, she's never played that position. Um, she might have played it a little bit, you know, back in high school, but you know, she's a six year. So that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, so we had kind of the, the discussion at, and when we got back in January of this, you know, maybe a possibility. And, uh, again, she, she's accepted the role, um, played a great first base, um, and, and very excited about that as well. Okay, we're talking with Lauren Laporte, the softball coach at James Madison. They're four and one, and they open up their home schedule this weekend. We'll talk about that. But you know, you've got a great mix, and you mentioned Hallie a sixth year, but Reed again is a veteran player. Avery, and again, just her second year, but she's a veteran player. Um, but then you have some youngsters, KK and Bella, in their second year. You've got some freshmen and Kirsten and Madison. Um, it's a good mix. Do you, do you like the dynamic that you have with your team? I do, and that's kind of what we've been talking about, you know, all fall and, and, and beginning of the spring and, and all the interviews that I've had. That's, that's where I feel like there's, there's comfort, and um, when we step on the field, like, it's not like we're deer, a deer in a headlight, you know? Like, it's just we're going out there, we trust our game, and, and that's what I really want for this team, um, you know, having that experience and, and having some of that leadership, even in our sophomore class, mm-hmm. um, just – it's just you don't have to do so much um, as a coach, you know, screaming, go with the ball here, cut here. You know, you, you kind of they're at the point now where they've played it long enough and played in enough games to have some instinct um, where you can kind of let them play um, freely and, and they trust their game. So I, I, I like that about our team, you know, this year. What did you learn about your club this weekend? Because, again, you, you can practice all you want and do inter-squad scrimmages and, and, and everything like that, but until you really get out there against somebody else when it matters, um, that, that's where you really find out about your team. Did you find out some things about this club this past weekend? And I know you will more, but did you find some things out this weekend that maybe you didn't know or, or kind of were questioning? Um, not necessarily. Um, I, you know, I felt good going in the weekend as far as um, when it comes to the games. I feel like one thing that we really did a lot, you know, before going down there is playing and having our pitchers go seven innings. And that's something we had never really done that much in, in the past where, you know, we're in inner squads and, and doing live things. We didn't mimic the games enough where we were like, you know, we had our pitchers throw two innings and three innings and two, and it wasn't getting them ready, uh, you know, for a seven inning ball game. So I feel like we changed that a little bit late in the fall, early in the spring, where when we were playing inner squads, we were going seven innings no matter what. Um, and I think, I think it helped our team understand how long the game can be 
um, you know, when you just go, when you just practice going four or five innings, they don't really get a feel for, you know, what it's like in the fifth, sixth, and seventh. Um, so we made that change, and, and we, we were playing two-and-a-half-hour ball games in practice. And if we had to cut somewhere else, hour-wise, we were cutting somewhere else. So um, I think the energy um, from the first inning to the seventh inning needs to be better, especially on the offensive side. You know, when you're out, at a field from 9.15 to 4.30. Um, <laughs> that's the one thing that can kind of get flat. Right. And we had some conversations about that because, I mean, it's a long day for me, you know, and I'm not even playing. And I understand, you know, you have to you have to conserve it, but we have to figure out, you know, when we have that game break, that's kind of when we simmer down a little bit. And then when that first ball, you know, is thrown in the second game, we got to ramp back up. Um, because, you know, I mean, doubleheaders are hard and the days are long, especially when you have a game break in between. Um, so that's kind of, you know, going into this weekend, I'm really hoping, you know, on the offensive side of things that our dugout and just our energy level um, stays up from first inning to seventh inning. We're talking with Lauren Laporte, the softball coach at James Madison. They're off to a 4-1 and one start, and they're at home coming up this weekend. Again, we'll talk about that in a second. I wanted to ask about Isabel Fishman, uh, I know, and she's playing right now quite a bit for you. And again, she got some some time as a freshman, um, battled injuries last year, so just wasn't able to kind of get going and was able to redshirt. But um, you, you stuck her in the three-hole, and she she performed very well this past weekend. Yeah, she did. Well, I can tell you, I mean, in our, in our squads um, and even in the fall, she was one of our best hitters. Um, you know, Fish is one of those players that's very kind of calm um, and and doesn't really change, you know, who she is depending on the situation. Uh, and, and I'm so proud. You know, she, she's healthy. Um, and that that was kind of, you know, the situation last year. You know, we were she was just battling an injury that she was just in a lot of pain. Um, and, and it was hard. You know, it was hard for her. But she did a lot of rehab, and, and we're back to, you know, being at full strength. And now we just have to be smart. Um, you know, at, at her, her time on her feet. Um, but I think she understands um, what she's got to do, um, you know, from the injury side of things. And I'm just so, so glad that she's back and, and playing. And I think, you know, fish in the off season and not being able to play last year, you learn so much um, when you're watching. And that's something that she said, you know, coming back this fall, uh, you, you take, you don't take the game for granted. You know, because when you lose it, you, you learn so much about yourself, but you also learn so much about um, the game itself and, and watching and, and understanding, you know, what this level is like. And I think Fish did a really good job at taking that all in last year. And when she was, you know, when, when she got the okay to, to come back full, uh, she kind of was just all out. And uh, I'm so proud of that. Yeah, five out of fifteen hit three thirty three over the weekend and played really, really well. And you know, you, you mentioned um, the kind of the leadership of your sophomore class, and, and it's led by by Bella Hensler and KK Mathis. And in their personalities are their leaders. I think just naturally of how they whether it's lead by example or Bella will talk a little bit more maybe than KK will. But how about those two and their growth from their freshman year to their sophomore year? Have you seen a, a pretty big jump for them? Oh yeah, I mean, I think they. Like you said, sometimes leadership is very natural, um, and and you have it from the, you know the age of one. And those who have the personality um, where they can speak up and, and be a vocal leader, but they don't rub people the wrong way. If if that makes sense, um, sometimes you know leaders struggle with with that and only want to lead by example. Um, but those who have the ability to do both. 
Um, and they do everything right. I mean, they work. They're probably our two hardest workers on the team when it comes to, you know, improving their game on their own time. They're exceptional, you know, in the classroom. Um, they're exceptional teammates. They want to help everybody. They're great in the weight room. Um, and then, you know, on the field, they're able to step up and hold people accountable and, and talk and everybody's like, okay, let's go. So they're, they're good at being able to rally uh, the team as well. And, and as a freshman, it's tough because you don't know the ins and outs of, of the daily life of the program until you really, really get into the thick of it. And I think that was one thing, you know, that they were trying to feel out. Um, and, and they said that they're like, we didn't want to step on anybody to- anybody's toes because we were freshmen. Um, even though I think sometimes they could have, they did a good job at staying in their lane as freshmen. <clears throat> yeah, no, it, it, it can be hard as a freshman to come yeah. in and, and know what to do. There's no doubt. And uh, th- those yeah. two are special. There's no doubt. And they're off to a good start as well. And you mentioned your pitching staff. And obviously last year was an issue with injuries and just not not a ton of depth there. And just <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was a problem at times. This year it does seem like you have much more depth. You mentioned four different starters got wins. Uh, Kirsten Fleet was fantastic. Alyssa had a tremendous start. Again, Peyton and Molly got wins. Talk about the yeah. pitching staff as a whole. Did you, again, you brought in some transfers. You have Kirsten in as, as a freshman. Um, mm-hmm. did, you ex- did you try to get it as deep as you possibly could? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think after last year, you know, we, we all sat down. We're like, okay, you know, what do we need to do in this portal? And we, you know, we knew we had Alyssa, Bex, and, and Lexi coming back, and we had to find pitchers that were able to be a little bit different than them. And, and that's exactly what we did. You know, all the pitchers that we got from the portal, Peyton and Molly, are completely different than the returners and, and completely different than Fleet. You know, we knew – we had Fleet coming in as a freshman, um, but we, we needed depth because I'm telling you, the offenses are very different than they were even, you know, five, six years ago. Yeah. And you need a lot to be able to throw at offenses. And we were able to do that, you know. I think in every game but one, um, you know, or two, we had to kind of use a, a different situation when we got to like the third um, time around of the lineup. We're like, okay, let, let's make the switch here. They're starting to kind of square, you know, them up let's 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 throw something completely different at them and and that's what we did you know especially in that unf game um you know peyton threw exceptional um and then when the lineup turned over you know for the third time uh she got you know she she got squared up a little bit and we were like okay we need to make this change so we put fleet in and and fleet is totally opposite than peyton and their timing was messed up um you know the the plane of the pitch was very different um, so I, I really like that compliment and being able to see that and being able to see Fleet come in in a really tough situation because UNF, you know, that, that's a very good ball club. Um, so just having that depth and, and having a lot of different people to go to, depending on how the offenses, you know, are playing that, that game um, is exciting for this program. Well, talk about Fleet a little bit. Obviously, um, a fantastic start to her career. She got the, the complete game. She came in in relief and got a save. And as you mentioned, came in in relief against uh, Southern Miss as well. But a, a 0.51 ERA in 13 and two-thirds innings, only seven hits allowed. Um, I know you expected her to come in and be a good player for you. She's been a good player for a long time at the, the high school and club level. But um, w- what makes her so good? Yeah, I mean, you know, Fleet, as, as far as ability is very good. And I think she knows she can get even better um, at, at that, the physical part, but her mentality is something um, that really makes her great. Um, and, and to be a freshman and to be as young as she is, 
Um, that is something that I have never questioned about her. You know, Kirsten is always wanting to learn and, and finding ways to get better. Um, she wants to know, you know, the ins and outs of the scouting report and, and the offense. And, um, you know, she, she, she has great composure no matter what happens. Um, she's not one of those that, you know, you're going to see that's very, very high or very, very low and then gets rattled one way or the other. She kind of stays even keel. Um, and, and that's something you have to have as a pitcher. Um, she gets hyped when she needs to get hyped, but she also does a really good job after, you know, giving up a home run or giving up a big hit um, to not let, you know, other offenses get contagious. And, um, you know, that's, that's what's so exciting for me um, and for, you know, our entire staff is that her mentality um, is so strong already. And then talk about Alyssa again. She she was unable to finish last year due to injury, and she had to battle it. And it was, I mean, it, I know it was hard on her. Um, but boy, what a start that she had! She came on a relief as well. But um, she's a veteran now that's been through a lot. Do you see a different player now from in Alyssa? Oh yeah, you know I think Alyssa's just given everything you know she has. Um, you know this is her last year, and and you know she, I will say like Alyssa's like a softball guru. Like she knows everything about every other team she knows so many different players (laughs) she knows all the scores of games like Alyssa like breathes softball and and she always has and um you know for her to be able to to finish um you know her last year um just given everything she has and and not letting um you know any kind of thing affect her um you know she has like you said she's been through so much so much and I'm so proud at at the way she came in in, in game one and just got us out of, of a big, uh, you know, inning in the seventh and then being able to throw a complete game. Um, it, she's just, she's just playing pitching so freely. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, our goal was for her, you know, going into her final year. We're talking Lauren Laporte, the softball coach at JMU, and they're at home coming up this weekend. They're off to a 4-1 and start, and they get Villanova on Friday at 11. They'll play Lehigh at 1.30 on Friday. Again, it could be a little chilly, but but looks like the, the precipitation is going to hold off for the most part. And then you'll play Villanova-Lehigh uh, on Saturday, Sunday, and then George Mason Sunday as well. But um, a very early home tournament for you guys. It is. It's the first time that we've ever played in the in the month of February, and uh, <laughs> you know I think <laughs> it is somewhat ri- risky to to do that. But you know, looking back at the last five years, you know we have been on the road for the first four weekends mm-hmm. of the season, and and it's hard. It's it's hard on our team, um, and you know you always play you know a little bit better at home because you're comfortable. You have your home fans. You have that extra energy and momentum that you get from our fans. And I felt like, you know, I was like, let's just do it. And if, if you know, it, it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But, you know, last year we went down to Charleston, I think, on the second weekend and got completely rained out. <laughs> right. and it was just as cold there as it was here. Um, so I'm like, let, let's just try it. And I think we're going to be okay. Um, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit uh, chillier temperatures than we just were in in Florida. Um, but we've been practicing in the 40s, you know, all of January. Um, so I don't, I don't think, you know, it's going to be that big of a problem. We'll have heaters in the dugout. We'll have our hot hands in. We'll have our, you know, heated arm sleeves that the pitchers can go in and, and we'll have our big parkas. So I don't think that's going to affect, you know, our, our, our team at all. And I think they're very excited to be completely honest, to, to be at home. Um, this early in the season. Well, I was going to ask you that too, and I, I was wondering if that was one of the reasons why. Because usually the first four or five weekends, you guys are on the road traveling. It can take a toll on you guys. Oh, it can. I mean, I have seen that. You know, I'm sure. I've yeah. Seen that in that third weekend, like 
the soreness, you know, and, and people don't really understand how hard travel is. You know, when you're traveling, you know, 20, 25, 26 people and, and you're on a bus. It's not very comfortable, plane, let's be honest. Like, it takes a toll on <laughs> yeah. you that you don't even realize. No and uh, to be able to sleep in your own bed <laughs> and have that routine um, is huge. And, and on the flip side of things, you know, school, the, the academic mm-hmm. part, um, having them here, um, you know, in, in class on an extra day um, is also very big. And, you know, that's another thing people don't understand. Like, these these players are in school, and the stress of school can really affect your play. So um, them having a little bit more time um, to not turn around on Wednesday night and leave again, you know, at 11 o'clock, um, I, I think is going to be good. And I'm just so thankful that snow is not in the forecast. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Again, get out and watch the Dukes this weekend. It's their home opener. They'll play a doubleheader Friday, 11 and 1.30 against Villanova and Lehigh. We'll play Villanova on Saturday and then two games on Sunday at 11 and 4 with Lehigh and George Mason. So good stuff coming up this weekend. Off to a good start. 4-1 and one are the Dukes so far this season. Coach Laporte, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We'll talk again next week. Thank you so much.